Hey, hey, Brian Miller here, and thanks so much for tuning in to Thursday Thoughts on the One New Person podcast. If you prefer video, you can always check that out on the YouTube channel. Simply go to onenewperson.com and click the appropriate link in the show notes of this episode. This week's episode is called The Guitar of Theseus. I groggily rolled out of bed in my tiny apartment and stumbled through the living room slash dining room slash kitchen. Just months earlier, I took a big risk on myself, moved out of my previous apartment with roommates and signed a lease on a place of my own. At 23 years old, I'd never paid so much rent in my life, and I wasn't convinced I'd be able to keep the apartment on my minimal salary as a struggling, self-employed magician. I couldn't afford the gas money to go on a date. I needed that money to get to gigs. I wouldn't even buy a new CD from my favorite band. Rice with shredded cheese was my go-to meal, and when my friends invited me out to dinner or karaoke nights, I only ever ordered water, hoping no one would notice how broke I was. The apartment was so minimal, I didn't even bother putting my glasses on most of the time. Still, I loved having my own place. Across the room, I admired my acoustic guitar hanging on the wall. Without my glasses, it was fuzzy, but still beautiful. It was my most cherished and definitely most expensive possession. A cedar top ovation electric acoustic guitar I'd purchased just a few years earlier after driving a tough negotiation with the seller out of necessity. In those early, lonely days of my career, I often found comfort in that guitar, quietly playing and singing to myself, hoping not to disturb the neighbors just on the other side of the paper-thin walls. That guitar was my happy place, and I began most days by admiring it before starting the coffee. But on this particular morning, I noticed something was different within the blurry shape. Squinting, the guitar finally came into focus, and I instantly flooded with panic. The bridge had completely snapped off the body and was now dangling by the strings. After the initial shock wore off, I searched online for Ovation's customer service number only to discover their international headquarters and warehouse was in Connecticut, just an hour from where I was living at the time. If I brought the guitar to them in person, they'd be happy to take a look at it. I showed up at their door an hour later, frazzled and desperate. The guys were super nice, bringing me into the warehouse and showing me around. I enjoyed the tour, but my mind was stuck on the shattered image of my prized instrument. Can you please take a look at this? He opened the case and shook his head. Unfortunately, this isn't a clean break. It it took a good portion of the cedar top with it. We'll have to replace the whole top. Uh, Okay. Well, it'll take about eight weeks and cost two to three hundred dollars. What? Well, the guitar's outside its two-year full warranty, but still within its 10-year limited warranty, so be about two to three hundred dollars to fix it, and uh, we're pretty backed up at the moment. I don't think I have to tell you this, but I didn't have three hundred dollars to spare. Thinking fast, I leveraged my crude but developing negotiation skills and countered. Listen, I, I know it's out of warranty, but it's only a few years old, and I never take it out of the house. Are you telling me Ovation's quality standard is their guitars might snap in half after just a few years of light use? Well, of course not. Great, so you'll stand behind it and fix it. 
There was a long pause. Uh, sure, kid, we'll fix it. But it'll still take eight to ten weeks. Fine with me. I mean, it really wasn't. I'd be without a guitar, but like, what could I do? Just don't change the neck, I insisted. It's, it's my favorite neck on any acoustic guitar I've ever played. It's very unique and the reason I bought it. No problem, he said. We'll just replace the top. Six weeks later, they called me. Hey, so uh, it turns out the top on your guitar was from right before we switched over to a new body type, and our new machines don't attach the new tops to the older body that you have, so we need to replace the body also. I wasn't thrilled, but again, what could I do? Just don't touch the neck, I reminded him. You got it, kid. Four weeks later, they called me to tell me my guitar was finally ready. I eagerly jumped in the car. It had been a very long and lonely two-plus months. Here you go. He brought the case over, set it on the table, and dramatically opened it like a Bond villain displaying a case of gold bars. I ran my fingers across the top, dripping with anticipation. Well, take a seat and give it a whirl. I removed the guitar from its case, sat down, and fretted a chord. An A-sussed two, my favorite chord to be precise. But before I had even strummed it once, my heart sank. This neck feels different. Oh. Yeah, right. So, uh, turns out the way we used to put necks on the bodies also doesn't work with our new machine, so we had to replace the neck too. I was boiling at this point. I said under no circumstances were you to touch the neck. It was my favorite thing about the guitar, the only thing I cared about. I begged you. Uh, I know, he said, but there were no options at that point. We were already halfway through the job. And then the strangest thing happened. In the middle of my anger, my philosophy training kicked in. Back when I was a philosophy student, we learned a lot of different parables, and one that's always stuck out was called the Ship of Theseus. It goes like this. Imagine a ship sailing across the ocean for a long stretch of time. Eventually, one of its wooden planks would rot and need to be replaced with a new one. After that plank has been replaced, the question is this. Is it still the same ship? Most people's intuition is, yes, of course, it's still the same ship. Replacing a single plank does not change the ship itself. Okay, but what happens when, by halfway through the journey, half of the ship's original planks have had to be replaced because they've been rotted? The question remains, is it still the same ship? Now, this is tougher to answer, but most agree, yeah, it's still the same ship, admittedly having gone through just, you know, significant repairs. Okay, Finally, imagine it arrives on the other side of the ocean and pulls into dock. By this point, every single one of the ship's original planks have rotted and been replaced. Is the ship that ends the journey the same ship as the one that began it? I'll let you think about that for a moment. Okay, back to that fateful day. And uh, we were already halfway through the job. (laughs) I burst into laughter. (laughs) He said, what's so funny? (laughs) I said, let me get this straight. You replaced the top, the body, and the neck. Do I have that right? He goes, yeah. So so you built me a new guitar. Uh, yeah, I I guess we did. And then he kind of smiled. He goes, well, for what it's worth, if we were putting that guitar with that top, that neck, and that body in a store for retail it would easily sell for over $2000 like that that's a hell of a guitar you're holding right there 
And, and truly, it was, and still is. The questions posed by the ship of Theseus have plagued philosophers for thousands of years and speak directly to our concerns about identity. If a thing changes over time, as all things do, when can it be said to be a totally new thing? How much has to change, and how quickly, for it to be something entirely new rather than just a new version of something old? And what if instead of a thing, we were talking about a person? You change over time, physically and emotionally. Some of these changes happen naturally, like our cells dying and growing. Other times we have accidents that scar and permanently alter our physical body. Emotionally, we change as a result of aging, often unintentionally in reaction to experiences, and sometimes intentionally we change as a product of self-reflection and personal development strategies. Ask anyone, are you the same person you were 10 years ago? And they'll say, no, they're different in drastic ways. But ask that same person, do you think you'll be drastically different 10 years from now? And they'll almost always say, no, I I think I've mostly settled into who I am. I'm pretty much done changing. 10 years later, ask that same person, are you a different person than you were 10 years ago? And they'll say, yes, I'm drastically different than I was 10 years ago, so on and so forth. These results repeat at every age and stage of life. We have this incredible ability to view who we used to be as a very different sort of being from who we might someday become. It's scary to consider that who we are now in the present moment is going to be replaced. I have no illusions that my guitar is the same one I once owned. I miss that guitar terribly and I mourned its death. But I also love my new guitar in a different way for its unique qualities. You are imperfect and will always have parts in need of repair. Don't be so afraid of change that you try to stop it because you can't. You will change one way or another. If the ship of Theseus never had its rotted planks replaced, it would have still changed. It would have fallen apart and sank into the ocean. Better to make it to shore. Well, that's it for this week. I really hope you enjoyed that. We'd love to hear what you think. Did this episode inspire anything inside of you? Do you have questions or comments or concerns, things you want to work out? We'd we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email at onenewpersonpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up anywhere on social media using hashtag onenewperson, all spelled out so we can find you and thank you. I'm Brian Miller. This is One New Person. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.